Welcome to The Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much-needed peace. Hi everyone, welcome to The Daily Dharma Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about failing upwards and why that's relevant in a time where the pandemic is just forcing us to grow and think about things in a whole new light. I really like the title Failing Upwards because I think in general there is this stigma in society that if you fail at anything, if something that you try to do doesn't go right, it looks poorly on you. And I think that's one of the greatest advantages of kind of building a spiritual journey within yourself because you start to understand that the pressures and the achievements or the lack of achievements actually don't really mean anything in the long run. In the long run, it's all about how you grow and persevere and deal with those failures. At the end of the day, even if you don't have a single failure, but you don't feel good about yourself, does it really matter that you've achieved anything? How you feel about your life is paramount when it comes to leading a fulfilling and happy life. And that's all what the spiritual journey is about. It's about observing and understanding how you feel within your own skin, your own body, your own mind, and then understanding how to create a life where you can optimize your conditions for joy um, as well as just make sure that you're always thinking and, and behaving and acting in a way that enhances your joy rather than detracts from it. Because suffering in life is unavoidable. Bad things are going to happen. And I think that is really where Buddhist philosophy really begins, right? Which is that life is full of suffering, but how you deal with it is going to determine whether or not you can be happy. So anyways, let's get into the whole story um, that I have prepared today. So this is an Ajahn Brahm story. And I like this story because it's not exactly politically correct, I would say. I don't think it's something that is 100% like PC. However, I like it because it's just really simple in its delivery and its message. So this is the story that um, he's written in one of his books. So there once was a young boy and... Basically, he just did really poorly in school. He just didn't want to retain any information that his teachers taught him. And his parents tried and tried with him. But ultimately, he just said, nope, my mind is empty. I just don't want to put any of this information on the board from class into my head. And obviously, as we all know, like that's not really in a winning approach. So he failed all his exams and his parents were like, I'm sorry, we can't deal with this kid anymore. So... Where do they go? Where do people go in uh, Buddhist communities when they have a kid that they don't know how to deal with? They go to the temple and they're just like, hey, we're leaving our kid at the temple. Again, not a very PC story, but 
bear with me here. So now this kid is um, a monk and uh, the monks are going, okay, so great. If you want to be a monk, here's what you've got to do. You've got to memorize all the basic sutras. You need to know what to say to people when they come to the temple. Here are some duties and tasks that you should, you know, keep in mind as a novice monk. Um, and again, the same problem. He was like, I'm sorry, I can't retain anything in my head. It's just empty. There's nothing there. And as much as he tried, he just couldn't do it. And, you know, the monks felt bad about it, but they were just like, you know what? Um, I'm sorry, I guess you're just not a fit for our temple, but hey, we'll we'll send you to the mountain monastery uh, because uh, I'm sure they'll find out what to do with you there. So they did. So they sent him to a mountain monastery that was very remote and there were no people. So there was no need to really memorize sutras and, and, and kind of keep things in mind. The mountain monasteries was really for monks that wanted to meditate. And then um, when the head of the mountain monastery sat down with this boy and they were just like have you learned how to meditate um you know learn let's how let's learn how to empty our minds the boy said yeah i'm already there i know how to empty my mind that's that's just been my thing all along that's been my problem but then all of a sudden when he's in a monastery that is really focused on meditation he's all of a sudden become a prodigy because in all those previous contexts his strength which is the inability to sort of, or rather this unwillingness to keep things in his mind is now actually a strength because meditation is all about letting things go. And that's what he's an expert at. So it just goes to show that, you know, after he discovered his place and he found where he truly belonged, um, he became a renowned meditation teacher um, that was very well respected by others and was also able to impart a lot of good wisdom on how to let go of things in their minds, um, in, you know, the minds of people he taught and lectured and things like that. And I, what I really like about this story is that it, it presents someone with a very obvious drawback, right? Like in everyday life, this idea of like not being able to retain something in your head is a huge problem. And it kind of served as this metaphor for all the different thoughts that we find in ourselves, all the different things that we find are bad, right? Like, oh, I'm not able to do X, Y, Z properly in my career. Or like, I struggle to do X, Y, Z for my partner because, you know, it's just not my natural tendency. And like what this story really goes to show is that sometimes we have to consider the reality, which is that even though this current environment, condition, or situation is not in your favor, the truth is there is probably one that is in your favor. So it's not necessarily that all these quirks and qualities about you are bad, that they are somehow a failure within yourself to, I don't know, become like a person that is better. Rather, it's just... Life is all about finding those situations and circumstances and those people that bring out the best in you, that you truly compliment and that make it easy for you to succeed rather than harder. And of course, like this is a luxury in general. We can't always pick everything in life. In fact, life is, life will take a freaking, you know, turn of its own. Life will always throw at you things that you're not prepared for and that for which you feel are not suited for you. But when we start to think 
that like, hey, it's actually okay if I'm not suited for this because there will always be other situations that are better suited for, but that doesn't mean that I'm a failure for not suiting the situation. And I, like, I think that is a spiritual way of thinking that leads to a lot of strength and resilience because when we start blaming ourselves for what is wrong with the situation and for our inability to sort of solution things very quickly and fix the situation, um, we're able to actually go through life a little bit more easily because we don't blame ourselves so much. We don't feel so guilty for not being as successful or, you know, um, loaded with achievements as we want to be. We sort of give ourselves that benefit of the doubt as well as this kindness and this openness of, well, you know what? I have strengths in these categories and I have weaknesses in these categories, but that's normal. And no matter what life gives me, I'm going to try and like work towards the best solution. But sometimes it's just not going to work out. And that is true for all of us. It's not just true for me. You know, I think social media also exacerbates this illusion that some people are just good at everything because it's not true. It's simply not true. Um, All of us, like you don't really know what's going on within a person unless you are that person. I think even people, you know, in our lives, in our inner circle, like even they might not know what's going on within us because they can't feel what we're feeling. They can't think what we're thinking. Everyone's situation is so unique to who they are and what's going through within them that there's really no way to truly, fairly um, compare people um, based on their achievements and based on what they're good at and what they're not good at. And I think that all goes to show the fact that, yeah, there is a place for everyone in this world. There is a home for everyone in this world. And sometimes that's a matter of looking for that place and seeking those people, circumstances, environments that we can thrive in. And also it's sometimes it's a matter of realizing that we have a duty to ourselves to create that environment for for ourselves, essentially in our lives, that, you know, if we are stuck with tough family members or like a tough job or like tough circumstances, that we give ourselves that little bit of kindness to understand that our shortcomings or what we perceive as our shortcomings are actually not shortcomings at all. It's just, you know, parts of you that might not be super compatible with your current situation, but could be an enormous source of strength in other situations. Um, and moreover, when you start to see who you are and what you offer as as not a weakness, but a strength, and that you are able to offer so much to the world, um, like regardless of what's going on in your life, regardless of your failures, I think that overall, that attitude of hope and pride and confidence within yourself will carry you through all the situations that you're scared of, all the situations that bring you down. And and of course, like in my own life, I struggle with this true. I struggle with this because, you know, even though like it's, you know, it's so easy to talk about the story and to be like, well, there's always a situation that compliments everyone. And, you know, sometimes you are stuck in situations that you don't like, that are difficult, that you try really hard to get out of, but well, ultimately you're in it. And I think in those situations, it's always important to remind yourself that you are bigger than the situation. You're bigger than your circumstances. You're bigger than all of your achievements combined. 
at the end of the day, when we pass away, we can't take our achievements with us. We only take away our experiences and what we feel towards life on the inside. That's really what matters. So if you're able to kind of take a step back, be kind to yourself and just remind yourself that failure is not really failure. Failure or rather change or difficulty, that's just a part of life. And you don't need to blame yourself for it, that you're able to just be kind and logically solution things as anyone would in that situation. I think it becomes a lot easier to move through it and to overcome it because, you know, I think in this pandemic as well, like so many of us, like I think the magnitude of the issues that we face has just increased um, across the board. I think there are people whose entire livelihoods have been wiped out, whose, um, whose entire careers now have to change because their industry doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that's crazy to even say, right? That there's a world, like we're living in a world where this is actually happening to people or people who are losing family members so much more quickly than they could possibly expect. Like, I think it's life in general is crazy. And there's going to be so much that we're expected to do by others, by ourselves, by society that we just cannot do. And that is not a fault of ours. It is just the reality of living and life because I don't think, I think it's just a default to always expect more from others as well as ourselves. And thus we have these mounting expectations and no real spiritual machinery or mental machinery to deal with it. Um, Because I mean, I think that's a, that's an aspect that comes after you build a spiritual life for yourself. When you've made that choice to opt into a spiritual life, then you start to understand, oh yeah, actually I can build thoughts and perspectives and ways of thinking towards situations of difficulty before they happen. I don't have to always allow myself to be in a situation of crisis before I get an aha moment and I realize, oh, wait a minute. I can step back from this. I don't need to blame myself for this. I can actually take my, you know, reduce my anxiety, reduce my sense of stress and just solution this because this is not my fault. You don't need to wait till you have a crisis situation. Do that. You can always do that at any point in time and just think ahead um, so that when bad things do happen, you've already trained yourself to think that this is not my fault. I'm just failing upwards. Whatever failure or bad thing that's happening, I'm going to learn from it. It's going to give me even more insight on how to solution things in life. And, you know, like I'm going to try my best with all the strengths and weaknesses that I have to solve the situation. And hey, maybe with time, this kind of experience is going to give me insight on where to go or who to be with or what kind of situations or careers suit me better um, so that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always moving towards a place of greater joy and happiness. And that's, of course, much more easily said than done. But I think in general, the spiritual life is all about the journey and the sense of progress that like with every crisis, that with every bad situation, you start to flip the situation on its head and 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 gain something from it so that you're able to actually take that insight and strengthen yourself 
And so when the next crisis hits, it's not as hard. It's not as bad because you have in your mental Rolodex this experience, this perspective, um, you know, that it serves you better than what you were having before. And I would just say that, you know, remembering stories like what Ajahn Brahm shared and also remembering that suffering is actually just a part of life and that regardless of how skilled or unskilled or regardless of who you are, where you're from and what you've done in your life, suffering will come. Difficulties will come. Bad things will happen. And just knowing that you will need to deal with them and that you will need to be graceful and kind to yourself, I think that goes a long way in preparing yourself for difficult situations um, and, and being able to use them to strengthen your spiritual machinery, which serves you more and more moving forward because now you have this bastion of wisdom within yourself that you can draw upon. You have all of this insight that you can draw upon every time you are confronted with yet another situation of difficulty. Um, and you just keep building on that and building on that. Because I think um, in Buddhism, really, Buddhism offers a framework. It, it offers advice. It, Buddhist philosophy gives you a lot to think about. It, asks, it forces you to ask questions about life, about suffering, about joy, about the nature of existence. And this is this questioning and this answering and this like acceleration of your answers and, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. This is really where the spiritual work is done. The spiritual work is not done by perfection. The spiritual work is done by failing. And I think that's really hilarious to say it, but it's true. It's when things go wrong and we just stop to examine it that we actually really learn about life. When things are amazing um, and like, we you know, we're just consumed by, I don't know, life and nothing is, there's no reason for us to take a pause and, and re-examine things. I, that's not really where spiritual wisdom and growth comes from. It always comes from suffering. It always comes from failure or rather acknowledging that suffering is an inevitable part of life. And thus, maybe it's time for us to slow down and examine you know, what our suffering is really made of and how we can actually stop suffering and how, how, like, what is the nature of joy? All of these are big questions, but I think being in a position to ask those questions within yourself and then answer them and explore those answers, that's all what spiritual life is about. And that's what Buddhist philosophy really points us towards. So anyways, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed my pretty non-PC story from Ajahn Brahm. And I hope when you're going through times of struggle that you remember the story about the boy who couldn't retain anything in his head and how he eventually found his place. And so will you. Again, um, if you want to keep in touch with us on Instagram, please follow us at The Daily Dharma. We will be back with another episode next week. Thank you all and please be safe.